Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick or... You can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We got to start with the latest from the NBA. We'll get to Steph Curry in a couple of seconds as everybody waiting with bated breath for the result of the MRI of Nugget star point guard Jamal Murray, who went down in immediate pain after he hurt his left knee driving to the basket last night in the last minute of the Warriors uh, win over the Nuggets. Uh, and it was really difficult. It was a play where he was going in for a hoop. They were down seven. He comes down on his left leg, and it immediately crumples, and here's how it sounded. Rebound down to Jamal Murray. Less than a minute go. Three-pointer would be nice. Murray right to the rack. Gets hammered, and he'll go. Oh! oh they're just oh, going to say hurt. he lost that. That's a challenge. He's hurt. Oh, Jamal's hurt. And he's, he's grabbing his, his left, left knee. knee. And he is in severe amount of pain. This is a worst-case scenario, sports fans. There it is, Nuggets Radio Network. Uh, Mike Malone came out to check on Murray right after. They brought out a wheelchair. Uh, he was able to get off the court but could put no pressure on his leg. Malone said after the game, the locker room is incredibly down right now. There's no answer. We'll wait for the imaging. And I'll tell you what, Jay, this is a Nuggets team where I remember seeing that, you know, in the bubble into the playoffs last year, and, and I said many times, the era of the Jazz and the Nuggets in the West is coming. All right, they got young players that have locked in. They're locked in for a few years years and their era is coming they are two terrific teams and here come the nuggets who have been playing extremely well but if something happens they lose jamal murray i i, I don't know where they go from here i mean yeah. this this is it's such a huge blow devastating for the nuggets and you know jason i had said on i have this podcast straight fire on iheart and i had said a couple weeks ago after the aaron gordon trade that the nuggets were the best team in the west now obviously lebron and ad are not healthy but you look at that Nuggets team and how they played after getting Aaron Gordon, and this team was stacked. I mean, they were just torching teams. Murray, of course, we know how heroic he was in the bubble. That series he had uh, against Utah when they were down 3-1, one of the most heroic series I've seen in a while from a player. 
two games over uh, where he dropped 50 points, three over 40. I, I feel awful for Denver right now. This is just terrible news. Very sad to start the show with. Yeah, now hopefully it's something where it could be just a hyperextension and it's, you know, it's it's a couple of weeks or a few weeks and he's back for the playoffs. But all of those non-contact things that happen, you just hold your yeah. breath and wonder. And he just means so much to this team. You know, as, as good as Jokic has been playing and he's become a, a dark horse MVP candidate. Well, you know, one of the one of the 150 guys in the MVP candidate, you know, we <laughs> uh, right now, Jokic is 13th. Now he's six. Now he's seventh, and, and he's been terrific. But man, I'll tell you what, uh, Murray makes this team going he's the guy in the playoffs obviously when guard play becomes more important that he does have those huge games and I, I don't know where I don't know where Denver goes without him yes they are stacked and that's great and you know who knows maybe they can figure something out but man they lose him it, it's hard to look at the Nuggets and say hey Nuggets can get out of the West I mean because this is a loaded Western Conference this will be loaded one through six yeah. in the West this year and I don't know how they get out of it well uh, in addition you you touched on it the MVP situation is very up in the air right I mean LeBron's been hurt. Joel Embiid's been hurt. Uh, You know, I had Frank Isola come on my radio show Saturday morning and said Jokic was his number one, you know? And, you know, I saw a great stat, Jason. 48 of the 65 MVPs have come from number one seeds. Well, Denver ain't sniffing the one seed without Mm. Jamal Murray. So can Jokic win the award? Do we have to go back to Joel Embiid, who's injured and, uh, you know, they're fighting for the number one seed in the East? I I don't really know where we go. Uh, Listen, people aren't going to want to hear this. Um, a guy named Zion Williamson won't win the MVP, but oh my gosh, have you seen what the guy's been up to? Like the NBA this year, Jason, I don't know how big of a regular season guy you are. You know, I joke that life is too short to watch January college basketball, but NBA in the regular season this year has been pretty sweet. I mean, so many good comebacks, guys dropping 45, 50 at the drop of a hat. And Jamal Murray is a joy to watch. I uh, wish him a very speedy recovery. Yeah, it's weird. With with MVP, it's like as soon as we say, all right, this guy's the front runner, something happens. And yeah. they wind up getting hurt and, and or, you know, because it, it was Embiid for a while, right? And then he got hurt. And then it was Harden. And it was, okay, oh, Harden, look at what he's doing. And then it was, okay, now Harden's out and the Nets win without him. So, it, you know, as well as he's playing, you know, can he really be the MVP? Then it became Jokic for a bit. Then it was LeBron, but then LeBron got hurt. Yeah. So it's like every 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 few weeks, every month, there's like a new flavor of the month. Yeah, Damian Lillard cracked that list maybe at some point. I, some people are against that, but his clutch numbers have been insane. I, I will just add this on the Nuggets. You know, Jason, last year they had Gary Harris – Jamal Murray starting in the backcourt in the playoffs, and then Jeremy Grant at small forward. Well, if Jamal Murray's gone, uh, all three starters will be toast from last year's great playoff run. Okay, Jeremy Grant obviously thriving in Detroit. Gary Harris just got shipped to Orlando, and now Jamal Murray's hurt. So this Denver postseason run may have just gone up in smoke if, if Jamal Murray's out any significant amount of time. Whew, guys, that West is absolutely loaded. All right, we'll keep you posted on the Jamal Murray story. Again, an MRI today, a very shaken Nuggets locker room, and this shakes up the playoffs clearly. But also in this game last night, we saw a big history from Steph Curry, who now becomes the all-time Golden State Warriors leading scorer. Uh, He passes a guy maybe you've heard of. Take a listen. 17,782 for Curry. Dribble drive. Curry goes in, drives the layup. It's up and good. And there he is, Stephen Curry. Now the all-time leading scorer in Warriors franchise history. He shines brighter than the Big Dipper as he passes Wilt Chamberlain into history. 
Warriors Radio Network on the call. Part of a 53-point night for Steph Curry. And, you know, really quick, he was for a hot minute. Curry was the was an MVP favorite because it was the storyline of, boy, if Curry can lead the league in scoring and somehow single-handedly get the Warriors into the playoffs, oh, maybe Steph Curry's the MVP if he has this kind of year. But clearly the Warriors are just hoping to get in the play-in games at this point. Um, I, I look at this, Jay, and I see this big achievement from Steph Curry, and I go, Warrior fans have to enjoy it now because – Eventually, in the next year, he's going to go play someplace else. Whoa! I mean, look, I know we like to think of him as a forever warrior, and certain players like to think of him as forever players, but look, everybody changes now in the NBA. Everybody goes someplace. And the Warriors, the era of their dynasty is over, and and you're not going to get big players to come join them now. It's an aging Curry. You don't know what Klay Thompson's going to be like when he comes back. And Curry wants to keep winning. He doesn't want to sit here and hoist jumpers and score 35 a night into obscurity, you know, into his mid and late 30s. So eventually he's going to know I have to go someplace else hmm. and he'll leave as and whatever happens, just like LeBron leaving Cleveland, he goes back. He won the championship there. So he's always going to be Cleveland's uh, favorite son. He'll always be a warrior, but he'll go someplace else for the last few years of his career. He'll go and team up with somebody. LeBron's already trying to court him. He'll be that shooter, you know, a much better version of a Ray Allen near the end when he was such a big deal on title team. And I, I see after one more year, Steph Curry is going to say, I can't just keep getting my ass beat like this, you know, every single um, night and losing. And he goes someplace else. All right, Jason, I'm signaling for a 20 second timeout here. Um, I cannot believe you just disrespected Steph Curry and put him in the same class as Ray Allen. Are you kidding me? A two time MVP in Curry. I don't think he's going anywhere. I mean, it's fun to think like, hey, hey, LeBron, he's going to recruit Curry. But like Curry is the Warriors. When you are the guy and you've won three chips and two MVPs, you don't go to play with other guys. They come play with you. And there was an interesting report out yesterday. And again, I don't want to give something that's not from Woj uh, a lot of credibility, but there is speculation that Kawhi Leonard is not thrilled with the direction of the Clippers. Okay. We saw their second round gag job against Denver last year. Paul George is signed long term. They had to because they gave up all those picks. Kawhi. Not so much. And if they happen to go down in the second round again, Clippers lose to, uh, I don't know, whoever, Lakers, Suns, Jazz, whoever it is. Is Kawhi sticking around? And the report is that, hey, the Warriors would then be interested in pursuing Kawhi Leonard. And I listen, I, I'm, I, I think it's fun to talk about Curry teaming up with some people. I just, I mean, they were he was able to recruit Kevin Durant to come play with him. And now he's going to go play with someone else. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't buy it. I can't imagine him going to Milwaukee to play with Giannis uh, or, or uh, Phoenix with Booker and Chris Paul. No way. I can see someone wanting to go to Golden State. You know, it's a desirable, the Bay Area, lovely part of the country, a little expensive. Um, but Jason, I, I can't see Curry leaving. You, you really think there's possibility there? Because because everybody does. Could you see LeBron leaving Cleveland? No, but LeBron left Cleveland. Well, no, wait I mean, a second. Hold on. It's Cleveland. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> but he's, he's from there. I mean, he's, he's yeah, from there. You know, Cleveland. he left. You know, you know like, look, I love New York, but I left. You know, I left for Los Angeles. I wanted sun and I didn't want snow anymore and all these things. I, I left for LA. Look, everybody leaves in the NBA now. And if, if it was four years ago and Steph Curry is 28, 29, and here's, a you know, Clay Thompson is, is, is the other splash brother and he's still a guy that can score 20 in any quarter. Hey, and Draymond Green is still a guy that 
that actually shoots the basketball and 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 affects the game, then yeah, th- th- that's still a big a big draw for anybody. But now you're looking at a team in which Draymond Green clearly isn't the same guy. You don't know what Clay's going to be, and here's Steph going, okay, go here and play with Steph. Are you really going to jump in and 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 join a title contending team, or are you joining a team that's kind of wheezing along a bit and you're hoping to catch lightning in a bottle? I mean, look, I, I'm with you on how great it is in Golden State. We don't give them credit for the culture they created, for what Steve Kerr was able to do and, and, and take this team, and Steph Curry, who was a an all-star caliber player, and turn him into one of the greatest shooters we've ever seen, where he scores suddenly 30 a game. Uh, but, th- but that was four years ago, and now it's going to be, okay, guess what? You have to come here to a bigger market, whether it's L.A., whether it's someplace else. I mean, look, he, he, may, wanna, he may say, you know what? Hey, let, let's all team up someplace else. Let's go to Charlotte. You know, I can get a couple of guys and go to Charlotte and play, and I can go there and I can go back. All these things would be on the table for him. And because everybody goes, and we've seen this, I, I can't put it past for a second Steph Curry would leave. Yeah, so he is from Charlotte, and there was some chatter that, oh, maybe he wants to go home the way LeBron went home to Cleveland. I just I look at ownership, front office, coaching. That stuff matters, I think, to stars. And, you know, I don't want to act like too much of a loser here at the outset, but when Durant went to Golden State, I instantly went on Cowherd's show, and I was pumping up, Kevin Durant's the best player in the league. And Durant saw it on Instagram, and we start talking and open a, a little friendship there. And I asked him, point blank, like, what are you doing going to the Knicks? Why, why would you go to the Knicks? This was when everybody was speculating he would leave Golden State for the Knicks. And he essentially said, well, what do I care about the owner? Like, what do I care about that? I'm, you know, essentially, I'm Kevin Durant. I'm bigger than that. But notice, he didn't go to the Knicks. He went to the Nets because Kyrie Irving went there. And, you know, they were able to pick whoever they wanted as their coach to an extent. I think Durant had a large say in bringing on Steve Nash, who we work with in Golden State. But, you know, you could argue, yeah, that there is some say in the players. But I, I find it really hard to believe that Steph Curry would bail on Golden State. I think it's easier for him to recruit guys there than to Charlotte. Although, Charlotte is one of the best stories in the league. LaMelo Ball, Gordon Hayward, Scary Terry Rozier. Um, man, that that would be... I, I don't even know where that would rank. That would probably be up there with LeBron's decision to go from Cleveland to Miami, right? You know, now, now, let me ask you. Are you sure you were actually uh, friends with KD and it wasn't a burner account? Yes, no, yeah. Are you sure it was KD? Okay. It was indeed Durant, yes. Uh, All right, right. Yeah, I know he has multiple burners. <laughs> um, but, uh, and again, I, I am a Curry fan. I should probably preface that. Um, you know, I, I started a podcast way back when I was on. Uh, I started this website, The Big Lead, and I had a podcast there. The first guest I had was Steph Curry before he had signed that like $78 million deal. He had he had been injured in his early years in Golden State. That was when you could get him on your podcast. Right. And I've been such a huge <laughs> fan of Curry. I ran into him at my gym two summers ago after he had the injury. Uh, super nice guy. And uh, I, I'm just a huge fan of him on and off the court. This guy's done so much for the league. And um, I, I, he's, he's a great ambassador for the Bay Area. He's the greatest guy in that franchise history. You know, no disrespect to Wilt and Rick Barry and all those other guys. It's Curry, right? He is the the franchise. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app. 
at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. As far as Aaron Rodgers goes, now we get in on Aaron Rodgers. You know, you, you brought up the story last hour that, you know, now there's more evidence of him beefing with his general manager. This on, on the heels of how successful his Jeopardy run has been so far and talking about how he'd love to do it because it's only a certain amount of time a year. And then we had an agent uh, weigh in a day ago saying, hey, the reason the Packers aren't moving so fast in free agency and didn't move for new players is because of Aaron Rodgers contract and clearly they could have done things earlier in the year to make things better and commit to Rodgers long term you know I, I, I feel like everybody is missing the boat and I'll tell you what's going to happen Aaron Rodgers is biding his time right he's like a cobra that is just going to lay in wait and then he's going to suddenly pop up and say you know what guys you're trading me and you're trading me to team X and I'm going to sit home in Northern California until you do it. All right. Just because this has kind of gone away doesn't mean that Aaron Rodgers is suddenly, well, he's cool with everything that goes on in green Bay. He's not, he's not been cool with it since Jordan love was drafted. And, and, and the Packers as good as Aaron Rodgers is, they want him out. They know they want – because they would have re-signed said, listen, let's do something with your new deal. You just won the MVP. Let's keep you around. Let's do something team-friendly. Let's get you a lot of money, but let's help out. There's been none of that, right? It's just like it was in New England where the Patriots wanted Tom Brady to leave, and Tom Brady left. They wanted him gone because Belichick was sick of trying to plan things around Brady, and Brady was sick of the Belichick way, so they wanted him gone. The same thing is going on in Green Bay. And, you know, yes, over the course of the last month or so, Deshaun Watson and well and until recently and Russell Wilson have been getting the lion's share of the attention as quarterbacks who are unhappy but trust me this Rodgers thing is going to come up when he's got all the cachet and the leverage in the world and maybe it's right before the draft maybe it's right after the draft but he knows he wants out and he's going to make that demand and say you know what you are trading me and I've played my last down as a Green Bay Packer and he's going to do it he's going to go someplace else and he's going to play the last four or five years of his career and it's going to be like Peyton Manning going to the Bronx goes where, hey, I'm going to go someplace good and I'm going to be able to achieve and get to Super Bowls and win. I saw what just happened with Tom Brady in Tampa, and that's the Tom Brady effect of, boy, they stopped doing things for him in, in New England and he was there for a long time. He goes to a new team that does everything for him, keeps all his weapons around. Why am I not being treated that way? Ryan Rodgers saying, why, why are you not doing that for me? Just like Russell Wilson saying, why are you not doing that for me? This, this Aaron Rodgers story is one of those things that's a slow boil right now it's going to end with him saying, you're trading me, and I will sit home until you do it, and you're never going to see me again. Now, the only fly in the ointment in all of that, right? And I would agree. Aaron Rodgers probably wants out sooner than later. The only problem with all this is what has happened in the last two years to the Packers. They went to the NFC Championship both years. Last year, I believe Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. So what on earth are these bozos in the Packers front office thinking? That the grass is going to be greener than an NFC title game appearance and the MVP of the league? Like, I, I just, that's the only problem. Like, I can see them thinking, hey, we're, uh, we've had enough of this Aaron Rodgers guy. Let's get our own guy in. Jordan, I got to put my stamp on this team. This is still Aaron's team. And this goes back to one of the larger issues in sports, Jason, is like power, control. Whose team is it? Right now, it's Aaron Rodgers' team. Mike McCarthy was there. They feuded. Aaron Rodgers wins. Aaron Rodgers goes right to two NFC title games, wins the MVP award. How can you get rid of Aaron Rodgers when he's still at the height of his powers? How can you do that? They do it differently in Green Bay. I mean, look, they pushed Brett Favre out, 
right? Brett Favre, who they they were okay with him for a long time. You know, just like same thing with Brady in, in New England. They were okay with Brady not coming to OTAs. They were okay with Brady doing what. But then when he started to get the other players to not go to OTAs and suddenly Gronk was following him and not going, then that's when Bill Belichick said, you know what? He's not buying into our philosophy anymore, so he's gone. And, and you can make it look like Brady chose his new team, but it really was he was forced because the Patriots didn't make him a good offer, and they basically shoved him out the door. They, the Packers did the same thing with Brett Favre. They were okay with his, hey, every other year I might retire kind of thing, and then they drafted Aaron Rodgers, and suddenly what happened? That, that had a really short shelf life of, hey, Brett, whatever you want, man, is fine. Remember when Brett Favre was going to retire? They told him, you can come back to camp and battle it out with Aaron Rodgers to win the starting job. It was like, wait, what? I got to battle it out with this? with this kid from Cal that hasn't seen a down in the NFL? You know, I'm gone and you trade me someplace else. The Packers said, great, we have Aaron Rodgers. The Packers go and get Jordan Love, and look, did they overreach for him? Yes, but he's a guy they traded up in the first round to get. You don't think he's going to get a chance to win the job that they're going to try to hand it to him? Of course they are. So Aaron Rodgers is playing great, but they're also kind of done with his act as well. And and so now it's at the end, even though Rodgers won the MVP, it's okay. We've kind of had it with him. We want to push him out the door. There are many things they could have done to make nice with Aaron Rodgers and help them out a bit, but they've not. So you can tell their cards are on the table the same way. Now, should they push Aaron Rodgers out for Jordan Love? No. Are you kidding me? I mean, seriously, do you think Aaron, Jordan Love's going to have a really good career? The guy, the guy could, the guy could barely. You couldn't even. Not that he needed to get on the field, but he didn't even show that. Hey, he's a guy that could take over for Aaron Rodgers one day. Rodgers is still playing at a high level, but that's irrelevant because they want him out because the Packers think, okay, we're done with this guy. We're done with dealing with him. We're on to we got to be on to somebody else after, after 12, 13, 14 years. That's just how the Packers do things. Yeah, I look back at the Packers at the end of the Favre era. So 2004, they make the playoffs lose. 2005, no playoffs. Six, no playoffs. 2007, they won a playoff game. But I, I look at that and I'm like, well, they were good with Brett Favre at the end, but they were not like Super Bowl contender good. Like these Packers right now, who are the best teams in the NFC? Tom Brady and the Bucks obviously are number one. and after that, like I think you've got to say the Packers are the second best team in the in the NFC. I, I Seattle's on the downward trajectory. I just I have a problem seeing how the Packers are going to push out Aaron Rodgers right after an MVP when they've gone to two straight NFC title games. Like Favre was good and they were a playoff contender, but they're not a Super Bowl contender with Favre. Like you're risking probably never getting a job again as a GM or a head coach if you screw this up, don't you think? Yeah, but I don't think I don't think it matters. I don't think they see it that way. They, they, remember, it's it's a much different way the Packers do business than anybody else in the NFL, right? Like Belichick could do it because, well, you know what? Hey, people are giving me just as much credit for the Super Bowls as Tom Brady, right? We didn't start winning till I got here. I won with many different players, so he had the cachet to do it. So you you understand that Green Bay, it doesn't make sense, but it's like this is just kind of how we do business. No one player is bigger than the team. Mm. When when we're, when we're done with you, we're done with you, and we're moving on. Yeah. And it, it doesn't make sense, but th- this is the way the Packers do. And like I said, I disagree. I think you want to keep Aaron Rodgers and keep him happy because yeah. the guy's great. But this is just how they do it. And somebody's going to get really lucky because he's going to demand the one team to be traded to. And that's the team they're going to trade him to. And that's what, maybe it's the 49ers. Maybe this is what, you know, maybe who knows? Maybe this could be a case where, hey, you're giving us Aaron Rodgers and here's the third pick in the draft. Good luck with Mac Jones. You know, it could be, but it's going to be something and it's going to be sudden. And it's going to be a strike by Aaron Rodgers where he can get the Packers just scrambling 
scrambling all over the place going, what do we do? Aaron Rodgers just told us he's not going to play for us again. It's right before the draft. What do we do? What do we do? And then here comes John Lynch going, hey, you guys, what do you think about, uh, hey. about this trade? What do you think about something like this? <laughs> or it's a different team. And so, that's how it's going to happen. So, he is a smart dude, and he is going to play that card when he's got the most leverage. That's so, what's going to happen. Jason, do you know the Bruno Mars song, Treasure? Treasure? Yeah. Okay. So uh-huh. my wife and I, I'm sure you're married. Uh, you, you know, I'm sure you know taking credit for doing things. And my wife and I made a joking song out of Treasure. Credit! That's just what you want, right? Who? Everybody wants credit for doing things. And you look at the situation in Green Bay. Everybody's giving Aaron Rodgers the credit. Nobody's acknowledging this new coach, LaFleur, right? He's two years in. He's won to go to two NFC title games. But it's like, it's nothing he's doing. It's all Rodgers. I'm just telling you, if he really thinks he can do this without Aaron Rodgers and Jordan loves the guy, bro, you're not going to be long for the NFL. I, at least that's my opinion. I, I just don't think that's going to work. But you didn't answer the most important thing, Jay. What's Where that? is Aaron Rodgers going? Well, didn't I just say San Francisco? Ah, I mean, come is, on. No is, way. Isn't, isn't, isn't that where I just said? Kyle there, Shanahan. San Francisco. No Kyle Sh- way. Hey, that's listen, that, that's, that's home, right? So why wouldn't I want to go do that? Right? That's home, man. That's home. I mean, you, you, another great landing spot would be Denver for him because clearly Ooh. look at all the Ooh. weapons they have in Denver. That is an offense that is locked and loaded and ready to go, man. Yeah. They are like, hey, we, are, we, we, got, we, got, we, got good, we got great wide receivers. We got a really good tight end. We got a good running game. Hey, we're ready, man. Come, come do it. And come get an extra, a, extra 10 yards on your fastball when you play at mile mm-hmm. high, just like Peyton Manning did when he showed up. Vic Fangio and yeah, Aaron Rodgers, that's going to be fun. Very but who would really be the head coach there? Who Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Wright, he'd be the head coach. So I'm going to go someplace where I could be the head coach. Where I could either work with somebody I like that's going to do what I want, or I'm going to go someplace where you have no choice but to do what I want. Yeah, I'll just steamroll them. I like that. You know, because I can always go above your head and tell John Elway, hey, John, this is kind of what I need. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to Vic. It'll, yeah, it'll work out that I like well. that. There you go. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio, The Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith and Jason McIntyre. In for Dan Patrick. Huge NBA news that came in just a few moments ago, late last night. Jamal Murray, star guard of the Nuggets, went down, non-contact injury, going in for a layup, came down on his left leg, crumpled to the floor, was screaming in pain, holding his knee. The locker room was shaken afterwards. Uh, Head coach Michael Malone said, listen, we're just waiting for the MRI. Everybody's on edge right now. And it's just come in. Nugget star has a torn ACL. He is out indefinitely. Uh, And, you know, look, when you have a torn ACL, this means you're going to be out for the rest of the season. And suddenly a Nuggets team that was rising 
rising, uh, now looks to try to find some way forward in a loaded Western Conference. This changes everything in the NBA and the Western Conference right now. Joining us now on the hotline, longtime friend of the show. You can follow him on Twitter at the Ryan Hollins. That's at the Ryan Hollins. Forty-five years in the NBA now, one of the best analysts out there. What's up, dog? What's happening? Hey, what's going on, brother? How you guys doing? <laughs> Good, man. Hey, so what's your reaction to this Jamal Murray news? I, I know it's new. It just came in, uh, torn ACL after what happened last night. For one, prayers up for Jamal Murray. Uh, and, and him and his, his mental state of being, and his family and everything. It's just, you know, injury is just the, the ugly head of sports that we, you know, don't always talk about. And what's even sadder is that Jamal is one of the young emerging stars in our league. And I know the biggest questions with Jamal, a guy who I competed against uh, even as a young age when he was he was just headed out of high school, you know, playing for the Canadian national team. Um, you question his consistency. You knew he could score the basketball, but it really had looked like Jamal had taken that next step uh, and was kind of pushing the cusp of superstardom uh, when he knocked out the Utah Jazz out the playoffs. Uh, shoot, knocked the Clippers out. You know, he made shot after shot after shot and looked like this was going to be a run uh, for the Nuggets to go on. This absolutely impacts the Western Conference. Uh, You see the window just start to open up for LeBron James and and Anthony Davis and and, and the Lakers and and the Clippers because uh, I'm going to tell you one thing. If you're the Clippers, they just come out and and they just just put hands on the Clippers. Ain't nothing worse than being up and losing the lead. So, you know, I don't want to say the Clippers are throwing a party at someone else's expense, but – you know, there's even more a sense of urgency behind, behind what that team can come out and do. But like I said, before we even get to the talk, uh, the sports talk, just prayers up for Jamal Murray and his overall well-being, and you wish him a, a healthy and speedy recovery. Hey, what's up, Ryan? Let me ask you this. Um, we know the league had the shortest offseason in sports history, shorter than any offseason for baseball, football, you name it. And they want to condense all these games here in April to make up for the losses due to COVID and does the league need to really look at how it handles the schedule? Cause they are backloading these schedules in April when there's no NFL, no March madness. And I do wonder, we've seen a ton of stars injured this year. Should the, does the league bear some responsibility for this? And do they need to reassess the scheduling and maybe even the season length? Not even close. When, when the players come to the table, and they, they want that money and a salary cap to go up, and you know you want twenty million and twenty five million and thirty million. Uh, there's no there's no complaints there. Uh, I, I think the responsibility falls upon the teams. You know, for instance, the Los Angeles Lakers, hats off they they did not force Anthony Davis back to a, a speedy or LeBron James to a, you know a, a speedy time off. Those guys are taking their time because they know how important and valuable they are to their organization. The Lakers went out and got the two pretty much six men of the year in Stroder and Harrell to kind of shore up their bench. So uh, you had to kind of prepare for the storm knowing that you had a short off season and you can't load your stars with the same type of minutes. And with COVID, the short off season, you are seeing the effect. Look at the Miami Heat and the slow start that they came out to. Those teams that made long runs in the bubble are coming out and feeling it. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you know why the league is able to pay players so much? because they get so much from, from the sponsors. And when you cut out the sponsors' games and they can't make the money that they're making, they might not be as quick to give the revenue to the league as they once were. You don't want to go out 
and lose a big-time partner like a Gatorade or a Nike or a, or a McDonald's. You want to make good on your half of the bargain. So when you're talking money and you're talking business, uh, that's the language that's spoken. And you want to get back on track. You don't want to have a funky, weird season where we're starting you know, in December always. And people are throwing that start in December or start in February always. This is just good. No, it's not good because there's money that players are used to making and it's part of the rigors of the season, and it's why hats off to the Lakers and teams that have been willing to dig into their bench. But unfortunately, yeah, we've seen injuries, and we've seen it harbor and hit the top teams in the league that went the furthest. Ryan, how much of it, this is something else we got into, how much of it is, is players playing too much basketball in the offseason? Because you know, some of these guys, you know, they finish and then, you know, you see like LeBron win a championship and then a couple of days later it's, hey, look at this dunk he had when he and Wade and these guys are playing. That's like, dude, really? You're, you're, you're going playing pickup, you know, up and down the floor? I mean, is it too much basketball in the offseason? I'd actually counteract, counteract that, you know. You know, I'd say as a, as, a, as a guy who played 10 years, not, not 45, I'd love to play 45 years. I'll take the 45, but, you know, you got to sharpen your skills in the offseason. And some of the best seasons that I ever had as a pro, I kid you not, were when I played either USA basketball or I competed in a full Drew League season and I wasn't just kind of standing around. But if anything, it's backwards. These players now, they don't play basketball. They don't play pickup ball. They don't get out there in the offseason and, and play. You know, that it's, it's really a lost art. These guys, so maybe a mix where these guys, all they do is train and get up shots. So they may need to play more basketball to condition themselves. LeBron James doesn't take days off because his body is routine to just go and play and play and play, and his body clock, that's what it, it speaks to. So uh, I don't think that these guys should be playing less basketball, possibly play more. Oh, wow, Ryan. Jeez, play more. I, I, wow. I want to say, I'm going to push back against your, does the NFL bear any responsibility? Like, you're looking at a short-term gain for long-term pain if you're like, hey, we need that money. Because – an ACL injury to a scoring machine who's a shooting guard, I know that the improved science and uh, med- medicine, yeah, these guys are recovering quicker, and it's almost the same, but I'm not so sure about that. I, I don't know that I would take a little who, bit of money but who now. Told you to run, who told you to run your guy into the ground? So as, as a team, you gotta you got to load manage your guys. And even if they are 26, 27 years old, Jay, you got to load manage them, right? I think that's that's on the team, that's on the coach, that's on the training staff. With all due respect, so the NBA backloaded the schedule. They're, everybody's playing four games a week, basically three or four games a week in the month of April. So hey, Jason, in Jason, the middle of I a played, heated playoff Jason, race in the West, hold up, Jason, you, you don't want to happen during the lockout. What's that? So when we had the NBA's lockout, you remember it, right? Yeah. So we're used to a back to back, and all we do is cry and complain on yes. back to backs. When we came back, we had triple back-to-backs, game, game, game. And you know what, Jason, as a pro, if you're not conditioned to get in and get your work in on the days off the same way on a work day, that's your problem. When I would play, I, I would go a full month without having a day off because the very next day when we're not playing, I'm in there busting my butt to, to, to do what I need to do. After a game, if I play big minutes, I go rest. If I didn't play big minutes, I go get on the bike and run and train. So if these guys aren't taking care of and conditioning their bodies, I don't want to say it's on them, but it's part of the business, Jay. And yeah. as a team, if you don't have the temperature of your star and he's fatigued and he's – and I don't know the situation with Jamal Murray. Sometimes they're freak accidents. But you got to be attentive to your star's needs and you can't run him into the ground. Yeah, but if you, if you don't have your star anymore – 
You know, how can you, you, you got nothing. Like, without Jamal Murray, I know Jokic is a star, Hold but Jamal on, you, Murray's you, you a top 15 a player in the league. You MVP candidate is nothing. Like MVP, come on, dude. And, and the reason that Nikola Jokic is an MVP candidate is strongly because the year that he was making his big push, Murray had missed time. Uh, Barton had missed time. He was the only consistent on the Nuggets roster. They were yeah, winning games, so don't this. tell me they were stripping. You can't That'd compare be... a big guy's minutes to Jamal Murray's minutes. Come on, Jamal yes. Murray's when creating. Nikola Jokic, when you leave the, you know, at one point in the year, he led the team in every statistical category: points, rebounds, steals, assists, block shots. And I think he lost block shots to Michael Porter Jr. The last I looked. Are you kidding me? But the stats, Who would you rather have, Murray or Jokic? It's not even a contest. I think it's closer than the experts think. But, again, oh you, you can't compare the minutes of a big guy like Jokic to those of Jamal Murray, who's chasing around usually the best opposing guard, and he's creating off the pick and roll. You know, Jokic Jamal is Murray's, a great Jamal passer, Murray's but not he's not. Chasing the best. Jamal Murray's not chasing the best opposing guard. They're hiding Jamal on defense. I'm going to tell you that oh, right now. Stop. They're going oh, to bust really? his butt. That ain't, his, that ain't Jamal Murray. They're hiding Murray's Michael Porter Jr. and that. Jamal Murray? Listen, they ain't doing that. That ain't his strong suit. Them other guys there to play defense, he there to get buckets, okay? <laughs> that ain't his strong suit. Campazzo <laughs> or whatever that guy's name is, he can't guard a chair, okay? So oh stop. Uh, Jamal God. Murray's playing defense. He's not an elite defender. No, he's not, man. Stop it. That's going off this year. Now, Ryan, you're upsetting me because you're ruining my plan of going to Fox Sports Radio and saying I need load management. Like, I can't do five shows a week. <laughs> I need like four shows a week. Maybe you know a couple of days. I need personal time, like Kyrie. Ah! I need, you know, I need some time. Man. I, can't, I can't keep doing five. Times have changed, man. You, want, I'm doing more radio and doing more things. I, I can't do this like I used to. Oh my gosh, load management. <laughs> I mean, radio load management, man. Uh, Ryan oh, Hollins man. with us here, Fox Sports Radio. Hey, uh, really quick on this, because we, we got into this a little bit earlier. Uh, Steph Curry, 53 last night. Uh, top and Wilt Chamberlain. Now he's the, the, the all-time leading scorer for Golden State. Does he stay with them long-term, or in a year is he looking and he goes someplace else because the era of the Warriors and winning championships is over? I honestly can't see Steph Curry anywhere else. And, you know, you got to look at how indicative of should he leave of how he treated the time when he was out last year. This guy was itching to get back on the court. Um, he hasn't lacked for effort, as we've seen last night. So I really can't see Steph leaving the Bay. This was a guy who, you know, grew up in Charlotte and was there with his dad. And, you know, Steph is a simple lifestyle type of guy. But I will throw this out. If Steph Curry was to leave anywhere and go play somewhere, and I would love to see him with LeBron on the Lakers. Don't get me wrong. I would, I would love to see that. It's going to be Charlotte. He's going to go back home. Charlotte is home. His dad works there in television, on TV. I remember when he was a young kid, a little guy, he'd come and sit on the table, the training room table, wouldn't even say a peep or a word to anybody. And you're like, oh, wow, that, that is Steph. I forgot he was in there, you know. But if he goes anywhere, it will be back home. It will be back home to Charlotte. So I think if there's a move, then it would just be a home kind of tour. Uh, if, if anything. More likely to leave uh, Steph Curry or Kawhi Leonard bolting the Clippers if they can't get out of the second round this year? Oh, um, I would say Kawhi um, in the sense that it's tough because Kawhi's home. There's not much more he can ask for and everything has been catered around him. So I really would say neither, but I would say maybe Kawhi because he toots to his own drum. <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason, you know? <laughs> right now. 
Hey, I can logic out Steph Curry and why he may think or feel somewhere or have more, but Kawhi is like San Antonio Popovich, Rings, Tim Duncan, I'm out, guys. Like, like if he feels like there's another situation, he has the Clippers at bay, he can get up and go. We've seen LeBron James do it and go other places, but the Clippers have committed to build around Kawhi, but in comparative to Steph as a Laker or Kawhi going elsewhere, I would give more of a chance to Kawhi, even though I don't think any of those guys would go. On Twitter, at the Ryan Hollins. That's at the Ryan Hollins. Ten years in the NBA. You see him on Fox, on ESPN. And a guy who tweeted the other day, the older he gets, the more he appreciates his father's R&B classics. <laughs> so you can go, go you know, do him a favor. Go listen to Candy Girl now. Okay, you can go listen to Candy Girl. Oh, good go listen to... Do you ever dream? Come on, man. Don't get me started. All right. Go put that mixtape in. Uh, Appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Ryan. All right, guys. All right. Great stuff, man. Oh, he was not happy with you, Jason McIntyre. Of course not. All we do is not happy with you at all. We've hosted a show together and argued for like two straight hours. Yeah, I bet you he's blocked you on Twitter already. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) Respectable people. I don't block media people. I'd rather get combative with them. (laughs) At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.